Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Is this episode 31? 31! Wow. All right. We're moving right along, are we? I'm, just, I'm going through my mind trying to think of anything I've done 31 times, a week apart. Sure. Consistently. And how many times can you throw someone under the bus? We're going to get to about 120 episodes and figure out we have no one else to really throw under the bus without well, giving them too much trouble. They just they have to remain nameless. And, and we're getting to the point, and trust me, Miles and I have the side discussion. We say, look, man, there's a lot more stories to be told, but there is a very good reason why it's called The Greatest Story Never Told. And the truth of it is this. Sometimes the timelines uh, might implicate people. We're not right. worried about yeah. us. So A lot of people. We might have to... We'll have to set up, so I don't know, if it happened, say, New Orleans, we'll say it happened in Topeka, and if it happened in... Right, we got to really switch this 1999, up it happened in 1982. Yeah. We'll get there. And uh, by the way, if you heard a commercial at the beginning of the podcast, that's fantastic, uh, but we have unofficial sponsors here on The Greatest Story Never Told, and all we do is ask you to go to uh, the Fisher House's uh, website, fisherhouse.org, and from there, you can make a donation. By the way, if you are not familiar with the Fisher House, they are a group that has homes beside military hospitals, much like the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, right, for kids, sure. In a lot of the other hospitals. But uh, in this case, it's for military, uh, active military uh, uh, veterans, so the families can stay in those homes when their loved ones are going through whatever they're going through at that particular hospital. Often cases, rehabilitation takes weeks at a time. People go into surgeries where it takes two to three weeks to recover. And the one thing that they need more than anything else is the support of their family, their spouses, their friends, and everything else. And the Fisher House offers those families to have a place to stay while their loved ones are in the hospital. But but you got to so, think about it, you know, you could be stationed in Washington State, but the truth is your family lives in Tennessee, right? You're working, but your family lives in Tennessee. Something happens to you. They put you in the hospital here. You know, your spouse and the kids come up from Tennessee because they love you, but this might shock you. Military does not pay great. So it's not like they can afford to stay in a hotel well, It's not that you couldn't afford weeks. to stay. Yeah, but right. no one can stay in, afford to stay you in a hotel You can't do it. So this weeks. place, they opened it up, man, and... I will say this about the Fisher House, and I'm not going to keep going on and on and on. What they do is spectacular, but the houses themselves, the first time we were invited to see the house, I really thought it'd be like a bare-bones place. Like, look, you got a roof over your head, here's some bunks. The Fisher Houses are nicer than the house you live in now. I don't know you, but it is. It's, I mean, they uh, put the, it is it's unbelievable. An unbelievable. So, so we've been involved with the Fisher House for a long time. Decade. I mean, uh, yeah, over a decade. And... Uh, uh, with Elysian Men's Room Red, we've always said, like, look, the, the most important thing is a portion that proceeds go to the Fisher House. And that has stood true since the moment the beer came out with Elysian Brewing Company. Never changed. We, uh, we, we, we encourage you to, uh, to buy the beer simply because it is a portion of the proceeds. It's a good-sized portion. Uh, I don't know where we're at right now as far as the overall number. Last we checked, it was somewhere over 600000 bucks, Which is uh, ridiculous. Thanks to you guys drinking beer. So, and, 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 and keep in mind, uh, Men's Room... Uh, uh, sausage from Uli's. Uh, that that's another source of a, of a way that you can give back. That's not a euphemism if you're unfamiliar. Exactly. So uh, we we try to do our best, and and we don't look. Just go there and say it's from you. You know what I mean. We we don't. You know, you just say, hey, I want to give some money to the Fisher House. We've encouraged you to do that, and then you'll become an, an unofficial official sponsor of the greatest story never told. So we get this one, and this deals with the story we had involving uh, Amy. And she had written in and said that uh, she had been going through some issues. She lost her lower part of her leg. Mm -hmm. She was in great spirits, but her family was able to stay in the Fisher House. And she owes us cookies. That has not happened yet. And we're going to assume that if you are on yes, episode Mike, that's uh, right. 31 right now, 
that you probably heard this episode because you probably didn't go from episode five to thirteen. So then. you know what she owes us cookies. Yeah. So if you're if you're this deep into this thing, you already know that. But it says uh, Ola Bacholas. I'm here in uh, gorgeous Bozeman, Montana, catching up on the greatest story never told on a beautiful hike. And Amy's story came on while I was hiking. Her story touched me so much. As soon as I got back to my car, I donated $100 to the Fisher House. How come when I touch people so much, they call the cops? Uh, thanks for all you guys do. Hopefully, we'll get Men's Room Red out here soon. We hope to make that happen as well. And I'll make sure to bring back sausage again when I come to Seattle. Oh, nice. Yeah. From, uh, that from Kristen. So that's, uh, oh, that's it's the sausage of like Amy's cookies? <laughs> Just some hollow yeah. promise. Exactly. As our mouths water. And then I'll read you one more, and we encourage you to do this, too. If there's ever been uh, something in your life that has uh, happened and you want to leave the names uh, out of the equation, but you feel it's worthy of the greatest story never told because this is not a story that you readily like to tell, uh, just shoot us an email to the men's room at mensroomlive.com. So wait, someone's sharing their story with us? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, wait a minute. Hang on. I did not know this. Do we have music for this? We have not had someone no. share an untold story with us. This, no. I had no idea this was happening. Yeah. Come on, no. man. Well, hell, I mean, what kind of, surprise, is it dramatic? Surprise, surprise. Is it good? Oh, can it, you just play some? Let's am set I, am a I, scene. Am I, am I watching a movie with my daughter? What's happening? How's it going to end? Who's going to die? What he's going to do? Yes, I'm your very, very <laughs> ugly daughter. All right. Yes, here we go. <laughs> oh, look. It's a listener-submitted greatest story never told. This is a first. Wow. I think this is exciting. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Now you get to hear what someone else did instead of trying Which to come up funny, with ways to. Because, by the way, we never asked. We should do a question every day. What do you mean, like question of the day on the radio show? And then we could get people to call in. Ooh. And then they can share their stories with us. It's kind of like that seems it, so easy. It's kind of like doing an interview, which we don't do much of, but you do it for two hours and ten minutes of the show every day. So really, you're interviewing somebody, but it's a mm. different person all the time, and it's a listener. I'm going to go two hours, twelve minutes. Okay, all right, whatever you want to do. Guys, no names, please. I was in my early twenties. Hi, Gertrude. In peak physical condition, always drunk and or high. I'm hanging out late one night, and my sister comes home late. She is crying in a bad way, hysterical, and I can't get her to calm down. Through her sobbing, I find out she was at a party, drinking, drugging, the usual early 20s stuff, and she said, this guy raped me. Jesus. I get a first name. He's wearing a yellow striped shirt. I find out where the party was, but he's already gone. He's on foot, and he's with two friends. I call 20 people, and we comb the area in five separate cars. I see two guys walking down the street, drunk, stumbling, goofing around. One dude is wearing a yellow striped shirt. I roll the window down and ask him if his name is so-and-so, and and he says yes. I ask if he knows uh, my sister. He says yes. Well, me and three other dudes pile out, the other guys on the way. Before you know it, these two guys are surrounded by 20 of us. I know the second guy. He's talking fast and trying to save his buddy. I tell him, it's not about you. Leave now. You won't get another chance. Leave. But he decides he's going to stand with his friend. There are some moments in our lives that define who we are as human beings. That moment was his. The next moment was mine. I have my sister on the phone. She is still hysterical. I tell her I got him. I can hurt him. If you tell me to, I'm going to kill this guy. Somebody puts a knife in my hand. I stare at it for a long moment. My moment. I push the knife back and say no. We were down the street from a fire station, and we were making all kinds of noise, shouting, cursing, and threatening. I was silent. 
Two off-duty firemen run out shouting that the cops are on the way. Everyone scatters, but I'm still in a daze. My buddy pushes me to his car. We try to bail like everyone else, but a fireman jumps on the hood of the car. We sit there until the cops show up. The cops caught the two guys on foot first and questioned them separately. When they pulled me out of the car, they sat me against a fence and sat yellow stripes next to me. A cop car rolls by to uh, check us out real slow and blinds us with a spotlight. I would find out later that my sister was in the car. When the light passed over us, she told the cops, that's my brother and that's the guy that raped me. Before the cops took me to jail, one leaned in and said, looks like you got your man. I spent the next five hours in the police station filing a report, and in all that time, they never found the fourth of an ounce of weed that I've been sitting on in my pocket <laughs> the entire time. Jesus, man. <laughs> Thanks, bitches. P.S. I heard the yellow stripes ended up in jail and became a penis pen cushion. Justice for all. Okay, I will say this. I, one, I did not know someone's going to share the story, but now that you have, I encourage anyone else to do so because I love that. Two, Miles, I'm like, you're reading this heavy-ass email, and it's still heavy. The fact that it ended with the point of no matter what else is going on, no matter how much you love your sister, man, and I understand where you're coming from. It it needs no explanation. But I like the fact that deep down, you're sweating because you got a bunch of weed on you. Like, right. wh- whatever other reason you're there, the truth now, is I do not want to get locked up tonight. If there is something that you would like to share with us, and it is a story that you believe that you can tell in any way, shape, or form, what we'll do is we'll take a look at your email. We will figure out one way or another if we're allowed to tell the story. On and the we'll have music for it. And we will guide you through it. Let's just say you're a serial killer and you killed 22 people. We're going to take that number down to about five or six. <laughs> we're not going to make you seem as bad wait, as wait, you Wait, are. wait, wait, wait. So, Hold on. Listen to what I'm saying. No, wait. I just... I got to... Inter- so, you're a serial killer. Yeah. And you send an email and say, listen. Right. Story never told. I'll tell you about all 22... Of these, uh, uh, all 22 of these murders, uh-huh. you're only going to share five. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the theory. Either way, here's what we're going to do. What? We are going to take your submissions for the greatest story never told. Now, there is a very good chance, depending, because listen, a lot of people have stories to tell. I don't know how long you've been listening to the Men's Room Radio program, but the day that we taped this episode, we had some of the worst callers attempt to tell stories ever. I disagree. Here, here I know you disagree because you leave them on for way too long. The idea because they are listen. Here's the thing: they get by Mike. No, no, Mike lets the goal go through first. There's different, but there's different ways that you measure. You know, here's your greatest story never told. The way that you you want to tell. Would you want to listen to Holden tell a goddamn radio story about uh, the greatest story never told? Now, what? Look, man, it's just this: people call, and everyone in the world is unique. They are different. They all have a point of view, and some of you, frankly, suck at telling stories. There's no doubt about it. But there's a difference between sucking at telling a story where it is dull. It is dry, and for no particular reason, we want to bring harm to you, or you're just not good at telling a story, but somehow you're That's mildly correct. entertaining. But you still want to tell the story. So we are going to take your submissions, all right, for your story on the greatest story never told, and we're going to, as long as you send us a quick email, say, look, here, here's what happened. I would love to tell a story that I rarely tell. Obviously, the reasons are included in this. Uh, and we will take a look at that and say, all right, what can we maybe, as we do on this podcast every single time we do it, we edit ourselves incredibly because we have to based on the fact that, A, we're both married, uh, B, we're both married, and C, most importantly, we're both married still. 
So we'll take Still those kind of things into consideration when we look at these things. We but if understand. you would like to submit, uh, please do so at the men's room at mensroomlive.com. If we could figure out that you might be decent at actually telling your story in person, we'll invite you onto this podcast. You just gave me grief because I leave the caller on too long because I have faith in humanity. The funny mm-hmm. thing is I honestly don't. But I have faith in humanity that maybe, maybe you're going to tell this incredible story. And you're going to give me grief. And look. You got to remember, every time we do the show, it's a crapshoot. We do not know you. We do not know your ability to tell a story. Miles, I know. Sometimes I'll leave them on too long. Sometimes they're gone too quick. But now you are saying, for the purposes of this, instead of reading the email like sure. you just did, right. where we can, you we'll can give, we'll again, give the opportunity. You can spice it up with music. We can do anything we want. We could recreate it like if it was made for a lifetime uh, right. TV drama. We can create a script around it. But you're saying. No, please be on the show. Okay, for an no, example, see, I could tell a story right now about um, a bar that I was at almost burning down with Kiss playing in the background, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the story's fairly simple, but the way that you tell the story is very important as far as the details involved in agreed, the story, right? Agreed. But if you hem and you ha and you um and you give like information that that has no relevance to the story... We're going to figure out a way to cut that crap out real quick for you and just get to the heart of what you have to say. Mike, here's an example. Me and Miles are in a different city. It doesn't matter the city. We're snorting cocaine in the home of a person we know, but that person doesn't know we're doing it, so we're doing it in the bathroom. We're both aware. But as I do this one line, I realize this man's pubic hairs or beard hairs or whatever it is. It's pubic hair. Wait, wait. No, it's, it's, it's no, facial no, wait, hairs. Wait, wait, it's, wait, something. Wait. it's something. It doesn't matter. But they're on the counter. But every time I snorted a line, there were fewer also Oh, his facial hair. No, so he every spilled, time, half, he spilled wait, wait. half the bag on the uh, on the Every sink. time I snorted cocaine, I knew I knew for a fact in the moment. No, this well, is I was the one who came back and told you no, I just no. snorted up half of Marcus's pubes and that canker of coke that you You laid did not tell me. You said, hey, man, are you also snorting Marcus's pubes? And I started dying because so I'm like, I don't want to say anything. Now, does it matter to you what city we're in? It's irrelevant. No, it doesn't. Exactly. So please the submit. story is about disappearing so pubic hair, and we have adjusted them, and that was uh, the story we were going to tell. Yeah. So Miles hit me with the. Uh, I well, had a- you know, we'll get to that story about uh, Albuquerque uh, coming up <laughs> yes. here in the next couple of episodes. Albuquerque. That's that's, that's, that's that. <laughs> yes, that story. We should write that down. Albuquerque. That happened. So no matter what how you about say, this? How about it, this? it happened in Albuquerque. How about every, we do that? Every freaking story you send in happens in Albuquerque. And that we'll way, no, you don't have to go like, do you know if you're going to Carnation and then you make a writing sketch but and here's you're the thing. on your way to Mount Vernon? <laughs> no one gives a f- Just get to the story. We will know that it happened in Albuquerque if you name any city right. other than Albuquerque. Yeah, so we know it didn't happen in Albuquerque. Okay, there it is. So Albuquerque. from here on out, we've established on the greatest story never told. Every story. Every goddamn thing in your world happens in Albuquerque. And, and all that happened before the year 2000. So if you want to call the show, if you listen to this, just yell this. Albuquerque! <laughs> We'll know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, before right? the year 2000. Okay. Uh, again, send those emails if you dare do so. And think before you write uh, to the men's room at mensroomlive.com. No, no, no. And maybe you, you said uh, you would take the time to edit. Well, I will and, after they take the time and, to edit. And listen, here's another thing. Because, again, Albuquerque. this might surprise you. We don't plan this stuff. So what I would say to you, Miles, when you get these stories, because you'll re- – I'm not kidding. I get emails. I'm like, delete, 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 delete. Some from this kid's school. Delete, 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 delete. So 
as you read through these, you should find the appropriate music. I'll do that. For the scene yeah. that the, I think a music, hey man, some of the greatest moments in cinematic history because of music, right? Is it really going to be in Albuquerque? Yes, I, I believe we're at the point. There you go. It happened somewhere. This right. is your music. So right. Give me all the cash, and uh, we're giving these huggies and our cash guy. Wait, do people yodel in Albuquerque? No, this is raising Arizona. It's one state over. It's close. That, it's the closest reference. Jesus that I Jesus Christ, can come man! Up with. That's like singing the Canadian national anthem in the U.S. Dude, they're right up there. Ennio Morcone wrote the greatest scores ever for spaghetti westerns on the west coast of the United States, and he's Italian. That's like saying so and so is the best chef for Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the guy who came up with that, you can't deny him. No, no. And a ho-ho, a... who replicates a ho-ho? No one makes a ho-ho at home. Why? You can't. Because you don't want to. Okay, so submit your things now to The Greatest Story Never Told, uh, the men's room at mensroomlive.com, and we'll see what we can do with that. And in the meantime, Albuquerque. We'll, we'll, we'll try to keep coming up with ways that we can fabricate telling stories that we shouldn't be telling. Uh, and keep podcast. your friends safe, man. You, sir. No, you specifically, Here you Miles. Here you go. You dropped his name. Who? I'm not going to say it again. Barrett? No. Steve? No. Hill? No. The Thrill? Disappear. <laughs> no. I see what you're doing there. The disappearing pubes. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you already said it. Well, we started his pubes. Oh, he, I did. He needs a shout out. He's part of me now. I'm sending him this, this podcast. <laughs> yes. I really you have am. to. He has no idea. He's such a good guy, yeah, too, and I feel terrible. Guy. He's Sorry a really good Marcus, guy. You, uh, Very hospitable. Clean, clean the pubes off your sink, brother. Because someone might be storing coke off of them at eight o'clock in the morning after a red eye. You know how we know you're filthy. You know how we know you're filthy, Marcus. We snorted your pubes <laughs> off the top of your kitchen sink. Now we might be bad drug addicts, but you are a disgusting human being. We're hygienic. God, get a manscaper. All right, Rob, bitches. We'll see you for uh, episode number thirty-two. Maybe you'll be on. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man! A Double Flush production.